All right, everybody, welcome to the Roger and Stone Show with Beer and a Song with Nate. So it's going to be a good one today. Nate, how you doing, man? I'm good, good. Happy to be here, happy to be doing it, happy to drink a beer and bullshit about some music. Yeah, I'm, uh, I was trying to do that Sober October thing, man, but I just kind of figured that I don't drink enough to where I need to do the Sober October thing, so I was like, there's no fucking point in that, man. <laughs> I'm going to have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, my buddy left the, uh, cause he's doing it, but I know he, he drinks and, you know, he does other stuff. Uh, so he's, he's kind of going clean, but he brought over the Heineken double zero, which is what I'm drinking today. Oh, no, I'm not. That's fucking dumb. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I don't know what that is, but Heineken. So Heineken double zero is your non-alcoholic beer, oh. but, but here's the, the double zero because it's got 0% alcohol, you know, 0.0, but Here's the here's the crazy thing about it. That beer tastes exactly, or that non-alcoholic beer tastes exactly like Heineken. Yeah. Like, there's that first bit where you're like, maybe, but okay, yeah. Okay, I can see why people would, would want to drink it. So he brought it over. I he was like, you know what? Let me get one of those. I tried it, and <laughs> I was blown away. I'm like, all right, man. These guys did a damn good job. <laughs> it tastes... I mean, it's not hard because Heineken tastes a lot like water anyway. Water with, like, some stale... Limit lime in it or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it depends. You know, some people will get that that stinky kind of. Uh, it's like oh, it's stinky. Well, when you get that, guys, pour it into a glass and let it breathe for a little bit. That's the best thing I can tell you. That's that green glass beer. I don't really go in for that green glass beer. So they put it in gr- skunky beers and green glass because the light will screw with it. So you have to have it in a green light to filter the light hitting it. That's why skunky beers in green really? bottles. Yeah, that's there's a point to it. Yeah. The light will screw it up the skunkiness. You see, I had uh our my buddy Wayne, he was telling me that he only gets cans because the sunlight doesn't touch it. I mean, he's not wrong. Uh that's why skunky beer is green glass because it has to filter that light. Yep. Well, I'm not getting yep, yep. green glass beers anymore. Yeah. It kind of makes sense cuz that Grosh, I think it's called Grosh or whatever that is. I saved, I saved their bottles. I was just drinking their beer because once I start brewing my beer, I need a bottle to put them in, and they already have that cap connected to it. You know what I'm oh, talking yeah, about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like so, the popper. Yeah, yeah. So I just was like, ah, I'm going to get those. When I start brewing, I'm going to start throwing them in there, and they're like 10 bucks on sale over here at the Snake Liquor, Mixed Liquors over here in uh, Hammond. So I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna pick those up and just save those. So when I start brewing, yeah, I-, I could cap them and just hand them out to friends. I save my brown bottles, and I probably, like, not exaggerating or joking, I probably have, like, 150 beer bottles in the shed right now, just, like, stacked up. So, uh, well, you know more about this. Would it be an issue if I decided to put the beer inside of the bottle, like, the green bottle, and just, like, leave it in a box in a dark room? Would that make make a difference in it, or does it matter... Like, no, I mean, it, it depends what you're brewing. I mean, there is there is a rhyme and reason to, to colors of glass. There is a reason you use clear, green, and brown. So um, if you're just screwing around and playing, do whatever. If it's in a dark room or a box, then it really doesn't matter at all. Um, but, uh, you know, dark beers and dark bottles. Uh, the green glass is the biggest one like that. That's, that's a skunk filter. Um, but, uh, is it going to hurt it if you put like a porter and green glass and have it in a box? No, it's not going to hurt it. I say Browns cause I'm probably going to screw a lot more with Browns and things that you need to filter more light out of. So 
I just say brown, and I drink brown bottled beer anyway, so yeah. it's just as easy. Yeah, because that I really, I, I don't think I've really had anything out of a green bottle in a while besides that Heineken Double Zero. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that, man. That's good to know. Always something new when you come on the podcast, sir. So, yes, sir. Let's get this started, man. I'm trying to Skype thing. So, if you don't mind, uh, I'll kick it off since you kicked it off last time. And sure. let me see. So today, sir, I am drinking. It's uh, it's called Naughty Sauce, and it's a golden milk stout. So uh, nobody, I, I took a picture of it. You guys will see it when I put it on Instagram, but that's basically it right there. Oh, nice color. Golden milk stout. Now, here's the cool thing about it. Uh, reading the back of the label, uh, cinnamon roast crunch is what they're calling it. As you can tell, it's got the kind of like the cinnamon toast crunch looking label on there too. Gotcha. So cinnamon gotcha. roast crunch is our classic naughty sauce, a traditional golden milk stout with coffee, which has been elevated with beautiful and bright Saigon cinnamon. It takes you back to being a kid eating sugar cereal, but now you're a grown up. So you can have it with coffee and alcohol at the same time. It's your wildest dream. Uh, your wildest dream come to life and put conveniently into a can. Now, I when I ordered this, I wasn't expecting. How can I say it? I wasn't expecting this taste because it really does taste like cinnamon toast crunch. Wow. So is it like overly sweet? Like after no. a full glass, are you kind of too much on it or? No, it's um, again, like how they said, it's basically in a can in alcohol form. So you're not really getting the milk, but you're getting that cinnamon, a slight amount of uh, just very, very, very little sweetness to it. But that cinnamon does stick okay. around. So after you take a sip and after you, what is that? It's lighter than I would have thought it would be. I mean, that's a fairly light stout. Well, uh, yeah, it's go- I mean, full they, body. It's like uh, when they come out with those white stouts. You ever had one of those? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's like, yeah, I mean, that's just very golden. Yes. Um, body looks nice and thick and heavy i mean you can certainly see it but uh that is a i mean at least through the through the through the webcam that is a that is a golden golden color uh just surprising for a milk stout um again like all of the people that i have given this to they were just blown back by it they're like holy shit like this really does taste like cereal um but (laughs) <laughs> the one thing I had to do was I was just taking one can at a time to different places just for the simple fact that I didn't want people drinking all of it. And I only got four cans of it. <laughs> so this is the last can I had. I gave it to I took it to practice and I gave it to everybody there, man. They fell in love with it, but very not heavy at all. Uh, it's light, very crisp. Um, the cinnamon does linger, but it's not overbearing. Uh, it's refreshing. It's one of those, you know, during the summer, you can definitely have it outside. You can also have it by a campfire. Uh, the reason I'm cool. going, the reason I'm going with this right now is because I was saving it for a special occasion. And I'm like, what better time to drink it than right now? Hanging out with Nate doing beer in a song. Uh, the reason I'm drinking it is because it is getting colder and I'm switching over, uh, switching over to stouts. So, amen. I've been, uh, there's a couple of them in there that I've been waiting to drink that I am excited for. And uh, ordered a couple more because I had to stop ordering beer online because it just kept getting more and more expensive. <laughs> I'm starting to realize. <laughs> That's why I haven't got any 
Uh, dude, you got to be careful with it. I mean, it's fun if you set it back for like a month or two and then, you know, like every other day or, you know, twice a week, even if you just get, you know, a can or two, you know, in a month or in two months, you, you get a nice big box of beer. So I like it because of that. But at the same time, you can get lost. So I, I did. And luckily, this was one of the, the ones that came in and uh, I tried it right away, fell in love with it. So, again, this is called Naughty Sauce. This is coming out of Anaheim, California. Uh, it's called nice. no- Noble Aleworks, established 2009. So if you guys want to go check that out online, it is called Naughty Sauce, Cinnamon Roast Crunch, Golden Milk Stout with Coffee, and Saigon Cinnamon. I have no idea what Saigon Cinnamon from is, or but I'm guessing where it comes from. And it's uh, sitting at 5.4% alcohol by volume, so you're basically drinking an ice house, but way better. <laughs> nice. That's going to be on the next one. Ice Sounds house. Good. I'm going to drink an ice house on our next podcast. <laughs> so, do it. I'm going to. I'm going to embarrass myself. I'm going that route. Our bass player loves that, man. <laughs> let's let's just do like a shitty beer and shitty song episode, <laughs> and we both just like pick like the nastiest yeah, stuff. I'm, and I'm going to come in with uh, what is it that uh, that uh, Colt 45 or Magnum. Jesus. Yes, Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, somebody on my birthday brought uh, I had a little birthday thing and someone gave me the idea to bring the old school are the drinks we used to we used to pound back in high school. Some asshole walked in with a bottle of Aftershock. <laughs> Jeez, hypnotic? Get some hypnotic. Yeah. <laughs> some hypnotic and that St. Ides uh whatever that was. I had that a couple times was not a good night. Gold Schlager. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that is what I am drinking uh, for today. Nice. And then, uh, nice. Sounds super interesting. Sounds like it's got a lot going on. Um, I'd definitely be interested to try it. I'm glad that it's not like sickly sweet, like too sweet. Like, you know, if one of those are if you like after you finish one pint of it, you're just like done because it's yeah. too sweet. Yeah. I don't like that. No. Definitely. So that's yeah. good to hear. It's, it's yeah, it's it's I wish, you know, if if it's a possibility to where they throw it back up again, uh, I'll probably order more just to kind of put uh put a couple on reserve to when friends come over, you know, hold one just for when you come out, man. Like here, this is what I was talking about. Give it a shot. So um nice. it it is one I would if I was in the area, I would definitely stock up on, man. This is really good. Nice, cool. So all right, buddy, what are you drinking? I have a, uh, I went with a porter, nice, nice porter color and, and, uh, texture. Uh, it is called Pluff Mud Porter. It's out of Charleston, South Carolina. So, uh, South Carolina beer for me here in South Carolina. Uh, Pluff Mud is a, is a river farming term, like Pluff Mud, when the river runs over and you get that muddy plow mud that you dig up and, and farm in grow in it's stinky that's called pluff mud or or plow mud that's a good name for this porter it's not uh it's not overly exceptional in taste it, it doesn't taste bad at all but it's it's not like this exceptional delicious complex flavor it's just kind of a right down the middle porter but it has this like muddy texture to it like almost almost sediment a little bit thicker than your normal porter so i think the pluff mud name's perfect for it because that's what it looks like. That's what it feels like. So it's it feels good to drink because it's just a little bit thicker and heavier and 
a little bit more texture in the body than your average, you know, average porter. Uh, very, very drinkable. Uh, obviously geared towards colder weather because it's a heavier porter, but um, not too thick, not too heavy, not too light. Just kind of a softball pitch right down the middle porter. I enjoy it. It's not local because I'm on the other side of South Carolina, but it's still a South Carolina beer. Uh, it's Holy City Brewing is the brewery. Holy City Brewing uh, out of Charleston. I think they're about 2016. So newer brewery out of Charleston. Um, if you've never been to Charleston, awesome little uh, coastal town of South Carolina. So good little porter out of uh, out of South Carolina. Uh, I'm kind of into porters lately. Porters are my light beers. I like to go stout for heavy and porter for light. That's kind of where I'm at these days. So uh, I've been drinking. Uh, I've been drinking a, a couple six packs of them the last week or so, and uh, wow. yeah, it's it's decent. Wow, a couple a couple six packs of them. I mean, I've had a couple six packs over the oh, over okay. the last you know week or two. Now oh. that I've dr- drank a couple six packs tonight. Um, <laughs> Nice. I was nice. on the uh, I was on Highland Brewing's oatmeal porter for a while. Couldn't get off of it. Just loved that stuff. And so this is my uh, not Highland's oatmeal porter porter pluff mud porter. So mm. that's what I'm going with. Nice. Sounds good. So a thick a thick porter, a mud like porter. That's that sounds more like a, like a milk stout, man. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say it has the it has the body and texture of of a of a heavier something heavier like a milk stout. Um, it almost has like a hazy, you know, like think about like a hazy IPA where you get that, like just that dimension in the body mm. that has that in it as a porter. So it's a nice dark color, but it has some, some nice thicker body in it. And I think, I think the name, I think the mud name kind of nails it on its nails. It. That's, that's what it is. Um, just a good, even, you know, multi taste, but a nice, nice body and texture in it. That sounds good, man. That sounds really good, actually. Damn, I want one of those now. <laughs> so, five point five percent. So nothing, oh, wow. uh, nothing uh, exceptional. But again, just a good drinkable beer. You, you see, that sounds odd. It being so thick, I kind of figured it may be a little bit higher in alcohol content, man. Maybe like a nine or even closer to like eleven. Nope, nope. It's just nice. a five and a half. Uh, just a straight American porter style. Again, it's not trying to be anything other than just a good porter. You know, in this day and age, they you know, you max beer out to the extreme like cinnamon toast crunch beer where you're 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 going all out and trying to do all these things. Yeah. This is literally the opposite. This is just a plain Jane vanilla, you know, normal right down the middle, just good porter, but it's good. Very nice. drinkable. Um but not trying to be anything that it's not. Nice. Nice. Sounds good, man. Sounds really good. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look that up. Hopefully, I can come across it on that Tavora. Surprisingly, Tavora that Tavora app has a lot of stuff coming out of uh, South Carolina. There was one I may have bought. I don't remember the name of it. That is actually coming out of Greenville. So I was like, really? So Greenville, I mean, Greenville's got itself some big boy pants. I mean, that used to be like you know the the, the small town. Then it was the small city, and now it's now it's just like city city, man. Greenville's Greenville's. Greenville hasn't stopped growing in 30 years. This is wild. Nice. So uh, there's, uh, I don't know, 10 breweries right downtown on Main Street. Jeez. So, um, yeah, they're, they're no doubt they've got their uh, they've got their their fingers out there and throwing some stuff out. Um, 
I, I think you had some Birds Fly South stuff before. Yes. That's a big that's a big Greenville brewery. Yes. Um, but yeah, there's there's a bunch in Greenville. Yeah, it's, it's got its big boy pants well, on. That makes sense. No surprise that they got a bunch of stuff coming out. Um, I got to see where actually that app is is based because I know I know what that app does. Uh, just speaking about it, people who are listening, uh, the app is called Tabor. There's my secret. Everybody knows now. Um, what these guys do is they just, I think they get in touch with breweries from certain parts. Like I know Chicago's a big one for them. Like I see a lot of, um, I see a lot of Chicago. I see a lot of, uh, what is it like Eau Claire in Wisconsin, uh, Michigan. There's a, there's a couple other ones. I know there's a lot of, a lot of Wisconsin more coming out than anything else really so i get a lot of wisconsin beers i'm still hoping that they come out that eau claire the brewing project comes out with that orange drink drank <laughs> d-r-a-n-k yeah do I, every now and then i'll see a good amount of something coming from south carolina or or, or uh, greenville so that's that's kind of cool how far are you from greenville oh uh 30 40 minutes oh, that's and it's that's not bad yeah that's the region we live in. We just live up in the sticks of the mountains. But Greenville's Greenville's the big city for us. That's going into this going into town is going into Greenville. Going oh, into the big city. Gotcha. Gotcha. Nice, man. Well, I uh do appreciate you for sharing that, sir. And let's go ahead and get into the music. I'll go ahead and kick it off this time. The song I'm picking for today is from a band called I Fright Dragons. Uh they are Chicago based. Um, the song I'm picking is called uh, "The Geeks Will Inherit the Earth." Uh, you know, just to play a word, play on words from the Bible. You know, the meek shall inherit the earth. Um, so, I fight dragons. I I showed them more. I show this band more to people who are more appreciative of of music or something rare that they've never really heard before. Uh, I fight dragons. I came across them. Uh, man, I'm trying to think. I think it was I M Fest in Chicago at the Congress Theater. I hear what sounded like at the beginning. It sounded like somebody was going a cappella with the theme song from Legend of Zelda. <laughs> and, you know, you know, the whole, you know, right. you know how oh, I know it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I walk in and it's just the singer and they had like uh, the I think it was a guitar player. Like every, almost everybody in the band was kind of like just acapelling the song and then they just kind of go full blast into the song altogether. I'm like, okay, these guys got my attention. Um, so they all go on stage and they all basically have the t-shirts on of the justice league. So either Superman, wonder woman, flash and Batman and whoever the hell else is in this band, but they're all basically just nerdy, nerdy people, you know, nerdy chick, nerdy guys. Um, but the thing I like about them is is uh, they're very kind of upbeat. The guy's lyrics are actually really good outside of this this song. Um, but the thing I like about the song basically goes with what's going, not really what's going on, but on the brighter side of what's going on to where, again, the geeks will inherit the earth. You see these kids at school. They're big time nerds. They got the fat glasses, always carrying the books, always straight A's, and they're always being picked on. You know, there's always some some fucking jock that's pushing them, punching them, you know, throwing them into the bathroom and beating the shit out of them. The girls are always ignoring them and whatnot. Uh, but, you know, like in the song, how it says, you know, um, it's basically within time, the tables are going to turn. 
And then these guys will be running the world. And if you take a look, we have our Jeff Bezos. We have our Elon Musks, you know, um, well, who was uh, Steve Jobs, all these other guys that were just big time nerds. And all of a sudden now everybody's looking at them and they're getting the chicks. You know, they're getting the nice cars. If they're not getting the nice cars, they're making the nice cars, much <laughs> like Elon Musk. You know, and it's just one of these things to where you don't pay attention to them now. But as time goes on, all of a sudden, these guys are in the spotlight while you yourself, you know, you get you being the guy picking on them is, you know, probably working on a car somewhere, working on yeah. his car. <laughs> yeah. Hoping to get a job with them. Yeah. Like, hey, sorry about picking on you in high school. That's de that was definitely one song that definitely stuck out to me. The other thing about the band that I like is they're basically what is called chiptune-based rock band. So chiptune is basically like a synthesizer electronic music. Uh, but what they do, what what chiptune, what was there was a different name to it. Um, I forgot what it was called. But basically, what they do is they take sound bits or sound bites from like 18 and 16 bit vintage video games. And they incorporate it in with uh, their music, either using a synthesizer, but what I fight dragons does, what they do is they actually use NES controllers. So you'll huh. see them on stage using the Nintendo controller, using a game boy, using the Nintendo 64 uh, controller. And then the guy comes out and plays with a, uh, a rock band guitar. So huh. they'll, they'll use everything old school Nintendo to create these sounds. So that's another thing that I found amazing because you just look, I was looking on stage and I just saw stuff dangling from the microphone stands. And that's exactly what it was, was just NES controllers and all this other stuff that was just hooked up to it. And as songs are going on, they're just, you know, the, the girl that was singing in the background playing keys, she was also uh, using Game Boys and the controllers just to create songs to, that belonged in this. It just sounded really cool, and I was like, man, I am a big fan of these guys now. Uh, this, the album that it comes off of is called Kaboom, and I think it was back 2011 when it came out. Yeah, when I saw him, man, I was an instant fan, and haven't really, uh, haven't really turned away from them yet, man. Everything they write is actually pretty good. So, uh, again, the song is called uh, The Geeks Will Inherit the Earth from I Fight Dragons. Uh, the album is called Kaboom. Trying to talk to you in high school Couldn't even get a look cause you were too cool But now we're older and we're playing by the new rules We lived and learned Cause as time moves on We find we belong And then in the end We were the ones you used to make fun of We stayed at home alone instead of falling in love We never got the chance to be Will inherit the earth. Everybody tries to tell you that you're different. So you run away and wonder if 
song very upbeat very very kind of happy and i like the way it ends <laughs> with the mario mario star yeah <laughs> i mean my, my favorite part of it is definitely the 8-bit sound bites as somebody who grew up with nintendo and you know the sound of mario hitting a coin the sound of mario eating a mushroom anything in legend of zelda like that's just my childhood so hearing that in it was was certainly fun i get why you like it with the upbeat fastness the drums are actually you know just just you know fast and firing and all over the place so fun drums it's not my style on that like i'm gonna like come home and pop that on like you know it's not that kind of song for me but it's definitely like if you need to amp up and like feel good and get that like get that mario mushroom i mean <laughs> pop it <laughs> pop it on and and it'll give you that energy for sure so super fun uh, I had never heard of them before you, you you sent me this song, and I didn't get a chance to listen to the whole album, so I only have the one song as a reference, but uh, I'll definitely check out the album and see kind of their bigger sound. That's cool you came across them live. It's it's cool when you see a band live that you've never heard of, because that's a totally different reference point than like hearing a song on the radio or something like that, and and that can like give you a different you know feeling of that of that band or something like that. Like when you hear them, you go to that live show versus like, you know, you heard it on the radio or in the car or whatever like that. So yeah, yeah, definitely good energy. Love the eight bit, like nerdy sounds in it. Um, so interesting little song. Yeah. I thought it was, that it was fun again. Yeah. Give their, give that, uh, give that album a shot. Even if you want to go, I think, what is it like called? Hold on. If you give me a sec, I think it's like called power up intro or something like that. It's, it's their EP. Um, there again, it's an EP, so there's only like uh, like four or five songs on there. That's usually a good start to get to get into before moving over to uh, Kaboom or any of the other you know the LPs they have. But I mean, if you just want to go ahead and check that one out, that'll be that'll be cool. But nice. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, again, it's one of those when I'm having a bad day or a rough day. That's what I usually just turn to, just to kind of get a little bit more chipper. You know what I mean? Like, all right, on the drive home, yeah, I'm I mean, like, all right, my fucking week is over. I'm going to spend my weekend doing nothing. <laughs> just, I yeah, fight dragons. I mean, it's definitely okay. fun. If you if you just had to, like, say one word to describe that song, it's fun. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. So, again, that's I Fight Dragons with uh, The geek. The Geeks Will Inherit the Earth. What you got for us, Nate? So, I guess I went in kind of the exact opposite direction. I went with my heavy, laid-on-thick float across the universe uh i picked roger waters off his uh 2017 album is this the life we really want um the song is called deja vu and it's not the opening track but the opening track is kind of like classic roger waters 
rants and sound effects and newsreels. So it's really kind of the first song song. Um, I love Roger Waters. To me, like, I was talking to somebody the other day about Roger Waters, and I said, uh, you know, we've talked about Jeff Tweedy and Wilco. That's, you know, I go way back with Wilco. Um, and I said, Jeff Tweedy is my spirit animal. Uh, I was talking the other day with somebody, and I said, Jeff Tweedy is my spirit animal and the, like, optimistic, happy side. Roger Waters is my the other half of my spirit animal and the just like fuck all human side. And those are like, those are like equal parts. I mean, the older I get, the more I just identify with Roger Waters or get him or understand what he was saying the whole time. You know, of course, Pink Floyd, one of my all time favorite bands. And anytime you talk about Pink Floyd, you have to have the Roger Waters, David Gilmore debate, you know, who, who is better, whose fault was it? Who, you know, what side are you on? Blah, 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 blah. And I am team Roger Waters for life, man. I just, I love the guy. I love the theatrics. I love the sound. I love the way he describes things. To me, if you ask me, The Wall, Pink Floyd's The Wall is the greatest album humans have ever made in the history of music. It's just a flawless, perfect album from beginning to end. Um, and after Pink Floyd broke up, of course, David Gilmore went on as Pink Floyd. You know, Pink Floyd's still making albums it's just david gilmore roger waters hasn't been there for a number of years but to me and david gilmore is a musical genius let me just say that let me get that out of the way i i am no way saying david gilmore is not anything that david gilmore is he's a musical master but like roger waters captures the pink floyd sound for me more than david gilmore does they each had an album come out in 2017 the last pink floyd album the endless river and then Roger Waters, this album, Is This the Life We Really Want? And and the Roger Wild, Waters album just felt more like a Pink Floyd album to me. It just had that same uh, kind of exploration of emotion and human spirit and the world around us and politics and how we deal with that, um, where The Endless River literally didn't have lyrics. It was just David Gilmore's ethereal music floating around in the universe, which is, which is brilliant, but... Uh, so I don't know. I just I'm team Roger Waters all day, every day. Is this the life we really want? I put it up there as a perfect album. I think it's as good as any classic era Pink Floyd album. It's in my like, you know, whatever top 50 best albums of all time. It's a flawless album from beginning to end. And Deja Vu is just such a cool opening. Um, pretty simple song, pretty straightforward. Uh, not super long, only about four minutes or so. He's essentially kind of challenging reality and even challenging God. And even says, if I had been God, I would have sired many sons and I would not have suffered the Romans to kill even one of them. I mean, he's talking about the things he would have done if he was God, if he was in charge. He talks about being a drone uh, in like a, a military attack drone um, and like the things he would do if he was a drone. He would be, he says, if I was a drone, I would be afraid to find someone home, maybe a woman at a stove, baking bread, making rice, or just boiling down some bones. Yeah. Like he's taking these concepts, these super powerful entities, God, you know, the the, the leaders, the presidents, the, the attack drones, and saying what he would do if he was one of those things and how he would think differently and behave differently and act differently. And to me, that's just like classic, Roger Waters, like heart on the sleeve, emotions oozing all over the place, messy. Uh, I mean, 
the wall is essentially the the autobiography of Roger Waters. That's his story. And in fact, he redid it after they broke up. So there's two versions of the wall. There's Pink Floyd's The Wall that everybody knows. And then there's Roger Waters' The Wall, which he did another movie for. So there's two movies and there's two versions of The Wall. Um, and I just, you know, again, I just couldn't say enough about him. I, I love everything he's ever done. And this to me is a perfect album. And this is a, a perfect song off that album. Deja Vu, Roger Waters. to make them more resistant to alcohol and less prone to aging If I had been God I would have sired many sons and I would not have suffered the Romans to kill even one of them If I Temples in ruins, the bankers get fat, the buffalo's gone, and the mountaintop's flat. The trout in the streams are all hermaphrodite. You lean to the left, but you vote to the right. And it feels like deja vu. The sun goes down, and I'm still missing you. 
circular poles There's 99 cents worth of drunkards and fools One thing I can say about it is listening to it, I, I listened to it a couple of times while I was driving, and then I listened to it again before we started this podcast, and the one thing I definitely took to, I mean, well, listening to it before the podcast, I actually sat down and ran through the lyrics, and the one thing I can say is that it is perfectly written for what's going on at the time. Well, what's going on right now? Basically, what caught my attention is, you know... The temple's in ruins, the bankers get fat, the buffalo gone, the mountaintop's flat. And I'm just yeah. like, dude, that's, like, what the hell's happening? And, like, what's happening right now with the riots and then the rich getting rich, the poor getting poor, and then, you know, all of a sudden, what's going to happen next? You know, the mountaintop's flat, like, holy shit. You know, and then I think there was, where's that lyric that, that definitely got me? Uh, you lean to the left, but you walk to the right. I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ, that's that's pretty fucking spot on with what everything looks like right now. Yeah. I mean, the whole album is that, I mean, again, the album is called, is this the life we really want? And it came out in 2017, not coincidentally, a, you know, a year yeah, after, after Trump is elected, yeah. no surprise. Roger Waters is not a fan of Trump. In fact, when all of the border stuff was going on, uh, Roger Waters started replaying the wall doing live shows, but he would only do it along the Mexican U S border. So he was playing the wall oh, wow. at the wall. Um, in fact, uh, in one of the other songs in this album, he talks about like, um, you know, what if this, what if that, you know, the, the, all these kind of terrible things going on. And he specifically says, you know, the president's an, an, an idiot. He doesn't, he doesn't say Trump, but he's, you know, it's, it's the obvious reference there. Yeah. Um, and then he did, uh, he just released a big live set. He did us and them tour, which is classic Pink Floyd, some of this album stuff. And before he plays the classic Pink Floyd song, Money, it's actually a bunch of clips of Trump talking about, hmm. you know, business and money and corruption. And, and then it goes right into money. So, you know, obviously it's, it's very heavy handed. It's very anti-Trump, which either immediately turns you on or immediately turns you off. Very few people seem to be able to exist between those two points mm -hmm. but you know obviously roger waters has always been a political figure always been always been talking but it's it's not a coincidence that this album uh really hits what's going on right now because yeah. that's why he did it i mean again the, the name of the album is is this the life we really want he's asking that question is this the way that the world should be he's asking us that and if you listen to the whole album it's just more of that, more and it gets deeper and heavier uh, into that theme. You know, if the wall is all kind of inside Roger Waters' head, this is kind of him turning that around and holding up a mirror to everybody. This is him asking all of us, Ooh, like is, this the way you want, is, is this the I way like you that. want your life to be? Is this the way you want our world to be? Um, so I think the two almost go hand in hand. The, the wall is internal. This is all external. It's, it's, it's a perfect album to me. 
let me ask you well first of all before i ask you this question um when 2016 came around i woke up the morning to find out that donald trump was president the first thing that ran through my mind was holy shit how many great songs are about to be made yeah yeah <laughs> i was music like music wow. and art is about to be amazing i was like Rage Against the Machine's gonna come back. System of a Down's gonna come back hard, and you know all these. I was like, man, and all these new artists that you know are kind of, I guess you can say the whole anti-Republican or however you want to say it that you know are more uh, are are more liberal. Like, what kind of music are they gonna make, regardless of their views? You know, separating separating the artist from the art. What is this music gonna sound like? You know, it's only going to get really fucking good and so yeah. far a lot of music that's come out that's exactly how it's been regardless of how they view things and like how you said you know it's very rare to find somebody that that is right in the middle you know that's kind of like looking left to right going what the fuck is going on right now you know and me i'm 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 trying my best i'm not saying that i am but i'm trying my best to stay right in the middle and look at everything i get it like I looked at when the uh, the album was created. I'm like 2017. And I go, okay, it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. A year after the vote, after Donald Trump became president, I get it, man. But that was one thing I was definitely looking into, and I can just imagine what's about to happen now with the whole COVID nineteen. Everybody locked in. Like all the musicians are in the studio. You know what? Like, and I mean, honestly. Music has just been getting better and better. It's been having more of a meaning. And like you said, it's it's either going to piss you off or it's going to make you smile and go like, yep, yep, I get it. <laughs> so that way, that that's, you know, in a way I, I do appreciate it. I'm like, man, that's good. That's good shit. I get it. You know, it has meaning. Um, I'm probably going to piss a lot of people off by saying this. I hope I don't piss you off. But I like Pink Floyd. I just never really got into him the way I would say like you did or or a lot of my friends did. I just wish I did. I was like, man, I get it. I like their songs. I, I don't hate any of their songs. I don't know much about Pink Floyd like how you do, but I just wish I would have been yeah. a little bit more heavier into them like a lot of people have so I can have that discussion. And uh, I've always liked the mu- I'm sorry, I didn't want to No, no, you're go fine. Ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I've always liked the music even as a teenager, but I think, I think the younger I was, the more I just was like, knew Pink Floyd was cool and they were hippie and, you know, acid trip and smoking pot and all of that. The older I've gotten, the more I've like really actually understood it. Like, I mean, I watched the wall as a teenager and thought it was brilliant and amazing. Now I watch the wall and I'm like, damn, that's like, that's for real. Well, (laughs) I mean, that's, that's real life right there. (laughs) It's kind of like when you're a kid and you're watching a movie and you're like, that movie's really cool. And then when you grow up, you're like, holy shit, I get everything now that they're saying. Like, like when I was watching, uh, this is going to be stupid, but watching short circuit as a kid, I thought it was a great, like it's a fucking robot, dude. Look at this. He's having fun. And then you grow up. I get all of the jokes now, you know, (laughs) like I get all of it. It's great. Uh, the question I wanted to ask you before uh, I was talking about how how great the music was going to be is how do you listen to music, man? Because it seems like when you sit down or when we have this, the, the podcast, when we have this going, it seems like what you do is you just kind of sit down, empty room, just you and music. Or is there a different way you go about listening to it? Because it's like. It's that you're you're either like sitting down listening to it over and over and over again and analyzing each song, breaking it down piece by piece, lyric by lyric. 
and just the way you explain it it's i it, it's i'm like holy shit dude like one of my one of my one of my best friends is fucking doing a good job at doing this i wish i was like that so i guess the question is like how do you listen to your music um, uh, different ways. I mean, I live out in the country, so for me to go anywhere is a 30, 40 minute drive. So I listen to music in the car a lot. Um, I have a little Bluetooth speaker that I literally kind of carry around the house and I don't live in a big house. I live in a tiny little cabin, but if I'm out on the porch, I bring it out on the porch. If I'm in the cook kitchen cooking, I bring it in the kitchen. So I just kind of always have music going. And if it's something that gets under my skin, I have absolutely no problem listening to the same album 20 times in a week. And this this album, this Roger Waters album, it is still in my regular rotation. I will still listen to it at least once a week. When it first came out, I could listen to it two or three times in a day. I could listen to it 15 times in a week. I mean, I just I could not get enough of this album. I have no trouble just soaking an album up over and over and over. If it's an album like that, I'll never really get tired of it. I might stop listening to it for a while and listen to something else. But an album like this, I'll never get tired of it. I'll never not feel like listening to it. So, you know, I don't like sit down with pen and paper and study it and soak it all up and Google what all the lyrics and meanings are. But yeah, I probably listen to that album 20 times in a given week. I mean, it's just, I just enjoy it. Nice. I'm kind of I'm kind of going to get Roger on stone on you here, but uh okay, so when you're listening to the when you're listening to the music, what do you pay attention to first or mainly before you go towards anything else? Do you like break it down in sections or what's the main um, thing you're listening to not, at the beginning? Not to sound cheesy, but like <clears throat> or or I mean, I want to say the sound, but I know that's like stupid because you're talking about listening to music, so it is all sound, but like I never know the lyrics to songs. I never know the lyrics to songs. Half the times, like the lyrics that I think they are, are completely wrong. They're the wrong lyrics, or they're just like guttural sounds. But I'm not even like thinking about it in regards to lyrics. Now, Roger Waters is a little easier. He has a much more sharp, direct, easy to understand lyric. Where you know some lyric poetic or or excuse me yeah. or like you know Maynard is that is those is that words or is that music I don't know which one it is you yeah, know it's kind of like um, it's like Chino from Deftones like what the fuck is this guy talking yeah, about yeah <laughs> so you know the lyrics are the last thing that I listen to or know but it's more of the I don't know how to describe it other than does it does it you know does it get me off does it get the the hair on my arm to stand up does it make me like does it make me stop paying attention to whatever else I'm doing? That's what it comes down to. Mm. If I'm driving and thinking about, you know, work and what I got to make for dinner and what Claire needs, if a song can take me out of that and I just am only listening to that song and I'm, you know, missing my turn because I'm so sucked into that song, then then that's doing it for me. If I'm at home with music in the background while I clean up or or work on the garden or work on the, you know, microgreens or fish tank or, you know, whatever, the 10,000 things you got to do at home. If a music, if a song makes me like stop what I'm doing and like look at the speaker while it's playing, then, then that's a good song. That's done its job because, you know, it, if it makes itself transcend background sound and become like the main thing I'm focusing on, then it won. You got me, you know, you got me. You're not background sound anymore. I, I always try to figure that out. My thing is, I guess we're we're kind of along the same lines where it's just music first. Well, for me, it's drums, then it moves over to lyrics, then everything else is involved. 
Yeah, man, I might I might have to give this album a listen. Yeah, that sounds. It's really not a happy album. I mean, I don't want to say like it's like depressing, but again, it's it's a sign of our times, and it's asking some hard questions. So you know, it's definitely the exact opposite of your song, where you throw it on and hear some Nintendo sounds and get all like geeked up and excited. <laughs> yeah. This will like make you sit down and like weep openly as a grown man. But you know, I don't know. So sometimes that's good. There you go, man. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll definitely have to give it a listen. I just know with everything that's been going on and. Um, I, I'm trying to just step away from the whole political thing, man. I feel like again, and I, I, I'm always saying this. I just kind of, I just kind of fell down a hole with all of this, man. And it's just like, man, I gotta step away. I have to stop talking about this shit. I don't want to lose my friends because you know everybody gets really sensitive about this thing now. And if you're a certain side or if you have a different view from them, all of a sudden you're the enemy. No matter what side it's on, because I got friends on yeah. red, I got friends on blue, and I'm just like, dude, I'm just. I'm just looking at things for how they really are and I'm doing the research and I'm just like, I got to step away from this shit. So the one thing I can definitely do to get away from that is listen to things like, you know, I fight dragons, listen to things like, you know, early incubus songs before they started getting all political. You know what I mean? You know, listen mm-hmm. to Deftones. Just listen to something that's heavy, that's driving something that it doesn't make you really think. But I think it's about time to where, I take a step back and actually get into something like that. Maybe read a fucking book. Who knows? <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, man. I mean, looking at the lyrics of that song, it did make a lot of sense. And, um, I don't know, man, the way you're explaining it, maybe I should give the whole album a listen and see what I think. We'll talk about it next time, <laughs> but, it's per- uh, it's a perfect album. I put it, I put it in my perfect album list. When you were saying that he was doing the wall, along the along the border the border wall was that was that was was you're saying that's a different type of wall that he had made like the video was it is that is there a certain type of like dvd or our live album that he did that people can look so he does he does the wall live from beginning to end and it's like a interactive special effects music show he literally builds a giant fucking wall on stage and literally crashes the wall down. Like, dude, YouTube Roger Waters the wall. It's a trip. But he redid, you know, of course, Pink Floyd's The Wall is an all-time classic movie, movie, uh, movie, movie, music movie. He redid Roger Waters' The Wall, and it's kind of him as an older man going back to kind of his roots in England and it's kind of jumping back and forth between him kind of revisiting his past and youth and kind of spacey, trippy, crazy, you know, wall stuff. It's just kind of an updated, newer version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it plays the whole thing through just like the original. So you kind of have the original Pink Floyd, the wall album. You have the original Pink Floyd, the wall movie. Then you have the updated Roger Waters, the wall album and the updated Roger Waters, the wall movie. Um, and, and, and they're all brilliant. I mean, they're all good. It just, it, it just grew. It's, you know, the, the same guy that did that, did it again, whatever, 20, 25 years later, whatever it was. And so, you know, think about somebody revisiting some great piece of art that they made 25 years ago. I mean, it's, it's just that interesting. It's, okay. it's just one big circle. Yeah. So it's basically the wall 2018. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But he was doing it live along the U.S. border, playing the wall live beginning to end. Yeah. 
Um, and literally it was, you know, this crazy special effects circus sideshow because it's Roger Waters. That's what he does. Um, um, it was pretty amazing. So you said we can find that on YouTube then, like the entire. You should be able to find some 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 live stuff. All yeah. Right. I'm, I'm gonna uh, but yeah, they build this like giant wall on stage as as you go through the story and then they literally like crash it down at the end i mean it's a trip man man I'm gonna have i to mean special effects like super show yeah that's one thing i definitely miss um is is being able to go to a show i know you can do that whole i don't know how you feel about it but there's people that are watching live events on their tv and i, I was like i can't I, mean, I got a three and a half year old i don't get to watch live events <laughs> <laughs> you know what dude it's it's one of those to where you know i look at people doing that and i was like i don't want to get into that man like i i want to go to a show you know, I want to feel that person's hot ass breath on the back of my neck, like while we're watching the band. Live. Sure, it's just gonna make me sad to watch them on TV and me going, "I wish I was fucking there. I wish I was there right now." <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. Uh, I just watched. I don't know uh, if, if you you've seen it or you heard about it, but Maynard was just on Joe Rogan's podcast again, and I guess they're doing live shows themselves at a venue that Arque Santa or something like that in somewhere in Arizona. It's about an hour away from where um, Maynard resides, but the place looks really cool. And they're starting to do that too, to where they're having live shows. I don't know exactly how they're doing it. Or so is he it. singing again? Is he good? Cause you know, he was, he got COVID. Yeah. And it screwed yeah up he, was, he was talking about it. He was talking, he actually talked about that. It's uh definitely go and check it out. Um, they do talk about that. They talk about how he got it. Cause he started doing Muay Thai. So his his Brazilian jiu-jitsu training has, you know, taken another step to where he's actually throwing punches and kicks now. So he talks about that how nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like Jesus Christ. So he talks about how he was traveling all over the world and he's learning from all these different guys, but the guy he, he's not calling him his coach, but he's calling him the guy who's training him. Uh I guess he got it and then he gave it to Maynard. And then Maynard just kind of like, you know, was like, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to do anything. So he stopped for a bit, but he said every now and then he can feel it in his lungs. You know, he didn't know if he had it. We, again, you know, it's one of those things. Go, if anybody listening, go check it out. It's actually pretty interesting hearing him talk about it to where he uh, like him throwing punches. Like he had to stop because it was hurting his hands. He was like, it hurts. Like, this isn't normal. He goes, my fucking hands are hurting. My legs are hurting when I throw kicks. So they put the him on methyl something, something methyl, but they made a joke about him doing meth. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But he talks about how they put him on that methyl, methyl, methyl draining some shit. But that made him feel better. And then on top of that, he was taking, he was taking uh, CBD, CBD oil to get rid oh. of all of that. But like, I think high doses of CBD oil to get rid of the pain and the inflammation the anti-inflammation, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's mainly why I take it because every now and then my fat ass will feel something in my, my right ankle. But then again, I also had a lot of injuries with my ankle. You know, football, wrestling, just dumb shit. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, give it a listen. Uh, if you have a chance, definitely check it out. I mean, he's got uh, the videos up on YouTube. You can watch them talk, and it's actually pretty funny. Maynard looks like... Your average geek, by the way, if no one's yeah. ever seen Maynard without his outfit on. <laughs> he looks like a big old nerd. But he, they're mainly talking about how uh, Pussifer has a new album coming out. And now Maynard is actually making sparkling ciders. Uh, he's making sparkling ciders, sparkling needs, and a sparkling white wine in cans now called Pussifer. 
A sparkling mead sounds horrible. You've never had a sparkling mead? I mean, that sounds like the opposite of a mead. When I think of a mead, I think like, you know, a mead. Smooth, heavy, like sparkling mead just sounds gross. That sounds like a sparkling mead. You're fucking gross. gross. You're gross. That's gross. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I mean, either way, he's uh, he's starting to make them out of his his, uh, winery now. So those are his things. I've been there. I've been there. Have you? Yeah. Shut up. I'm jealous. Yeah, I went to Jerome and yeah. No, you. I got it. well. Actually, you know, I met oh, him. Oh, you don't did. You, you even, got you got his yeah. bottles of wine. So I went to I went to his his uh, winery in in Arizona and uh, you know got bottles, did the tastings, hung out there for a day. Uh, Jerome, awesome, awesome, awesome place. Um, but then when he released it nationally, he went on tour to Whole Foods. And when they released it at Whole Foods, you could have him sign any bottle that you bought. And you essentially lined up and bought however many bottles and he signed all of them. And you'd walk into this little room with your like, you know, whatever case of wine. And he'd sign all your wine, say hi to you, shake your hand and move on to the next one. So that's pretty I mean, awesome. I met him in the sense that he met like, you know, whatever, 200 people that day. And I was just one more schmuck in the line. But like, yeah, yeah he signed all my bottles of wine. Oh man. Well, if if everything goes as planned, um I think I'm going to retract my statement on Facebook and actually go to Arizona for my birthday, not only to celebrate my birthday, if somebody wants to come, that's cool. If not, that's fine too. But not only to just go celebrate my birthday, but kind of scout out where I might want to live. Nice. Because I'm like, man, I I don't want to drive. If if Music doesn't. If music doesn't work out for me, I'm still gonna play music no matter what. But if I don't become a, a famous drummer, <laughs> and if I can't pay my bills playing the drums, I'm gonna stick with the career that I have now. I just don't want to drive in the damn snow anymore, man. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done with I it, man. You. you know. Um, but yeah, man. That's uh, that's basically it. So I'll be going. Northern Arizona is awesome, man. It was a great trip. Did the Grand Canyon, did Jerome, did all that like Northern Arizona badlands. It, it was cool up there. So yeah, Jerome's cool. Just Sedona, giving, all of that. Just giving you a heads up, man. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing uh, uh, Scottsdale, Phoenix area, and then I'm gonna see what else is outside of there. Probably you know rent a car, just drive around, see what I like. Because the company I drive for their headquarters is located in Phoenix. So, okay. So drive up to Jerome, man. Go that's, to the tasting room. And, and that's what I think I'm going to do, but just giving you a heads up, if you ever need a vacation, <laughs> let let me know. Come visit me, man. It would be nice to visit, and then we can go oh, yeah. and do all that good stuff out there. I'm just, again, oh, I'm, so. just, I'm just tired of this damn snow, man. And, and I, I have a bad feeling. Jesus, Brody's bugging the hell out of me. I just have a bad feeling that this winter is going to get terrible. So I'm not looking forward to it, and I'm really not looking towards driving. Anything else you want to say, brother, before we end this? Um, see you in Arizona. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Everybody, thank you for listening. I do appreciate you guys for sticking around. Nate, always a pleasure having you on, brother. Let's do it again sometime soon. Always a good time. Love you, bro. All right, I'll talk to you.